Well, 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 gentlemen. What do we have here? <laughs> Three rogues engaged in a ghost ship heading off the cliff at the end of the world. <laughs> How just, convenient. Maybe, <laughs> or maybe just the last You Should Check It Out podcast of 2020. That, it is that. That's what it is. That's I thought it was... I thought it was the thing you said, but the ghost no, ship. That's what it. Yes, I thought it was <laughs> yeah, a ghost no. ship. No, you had me Sorry. going for a second. Yeah, no, nah, I was like, where ghost ship? Jesus. Anyway, yeah, that was just my vibes, yeah. man. I'm just picking up on yeah. vibes. It's very. Yeah. I like the drama. I'm into it. Yeah, let's yeah. go Thank there. You. Let's let, let's <laughs> let's let's use it. Run with it. Yeah. Right on. Bird clock. This is where you usually jump in. Come on, bird clock. Would have been helpful. Some 10 color. Well, anyway, guys, uh, happy Thursday. Happy Thursday evening. Uh, how are yeah. you guys doing? Recovering Good. from It's the last Christmas? night of 2020. Is it? Is it? Oh, that's right. That's oh. right. It's, yeah. It's Thursday. Unbelievable. Yeah. Thursday night, the last yeah. night of... Yeah. Here we are. Well, wow. Should we start Some, from the top? No, 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 Some no. New no, Year's no. party. I, I, for Some one... New Year's party. <laughs> it's, it's really rocking here. <laughs> yeah. We are bumping and grinding on this I don't ghost know about ship. you guys, but I really <sighs> just want to, like hit rewind on 2020 and just roll this whole year back again. Let's just Let's do, it do it again. again. Let's do it again. Let's just give no. another shot. <laughs> no. No. Greg? One huh? more time. Nah. All right. Pass. Yeah, All right. Well, well, then in the spirit of, of moving things forward, how about we start this, this damn show? Let's yes. do that. Yes. Hello, bonnie lads and bonnie lasses, and welcome ye, welcome ye all to episode 74 of You Should Check It Out. That's right. This is the weirdest ghost ship ever. I have some respect for the captain, eh? <laughs> Sorry, mate. I, Bloody hell, if me I name, you, I me name is Jay. <laughs> and I'm Nick. And I am Greg the Honorable. And let me tell you, we have a treasure trove of secrets waiting for you in this episode. I am 80. Such a great episode. Such a great episode. This is a pirate-themed episode. It wasn't meant to be a pirate-themed episode. It just kind of turned out that way. It's the ghost ship. That's right. Maybe it was the ghost theme that we're working on. But we got some news to talk about. We got some news to talk about. We have some... um, Greg wants to talk about an undiscovered album. I had never heard before. It uh, was news mm. to me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, yeah. stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen, because at the end of the episode, Nick is going to be revealing all of our album and song picks for 2020. I think last year yes. we did this as an, as an entire episode. But we're just yeah. going to condense it into the last 15 minutes of the show. Last last few minutes of the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll it'll, it'll button it up. We're not going to hark. We're not going to, yeah, not, not going to spend too much time focusing on 2020. So. Yeah. But yeah. I think it's, it's suffice to say that we all had some, some great <laughs> album. There were some great albums that came out there of 2020. There was some darn oh, good music. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I definitely have a feeling that there will be great stuff released in 2021 that was recorded. Oh, good Lord, I hope so. so. Can't wait. Yeah. We, yeah, I wouldn't, I would bet on it. <laughs> cool. So. Well, I think to get things started off, Greg, you had about halfway through last week, you sent out a text saying, hey, have you guys heard this album that you're about to describe to us? And I I have to be honest, I had never heard of this band, never heard of this album. So I'm fascinated by this whole story. So so take it away, Greg. Yes, sir. So a couple years ago, I was introduced to a record called Spiderland by a band named Slint that for, for me, I said, hey, you know, that doesn't ring a bell at all. So whatever, I think I added it to my uh, streaming favorites and I checked it out later. I got what I thought was the gist and then I mm-hmm. forgot about it, you know, but basically it's kind of got this post rock sort of vibe, if you will, yeah. if you will. And I think that honestly, I don't want to wait too long before playing a clip because I want to make sure that people kind of get what's going on. But just to give you a little bit of background, 
before we play the clip, this band is comprised of, uh, well, was comprised of about quartet of 20-year-old dudes from mm-hmm. Louisville, Different, Kentucky. Really, really mm-hmm. young. Yeah. Yes. Really young and really art, artsy, but definitely very focused from a documentary that I found online about it. But anyway, these guys were definitely influenced by bands like Fugazi and the hardcore that was coming out of the late 80s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were, in their own words, bored of rock. So this is 1991, okay? This is their second album. Their first album is uh, engineered and produced by Steve Albini. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is their second album, Spiderland. Jay, I, I have a clip that I pulled from it. If you want to go ahead and give the, the people an, an idea of what the hell I'm talking about here. Here we go. Let's do <laughs> this. His breath was still. That is incredible. Yeah, that's some good sounding stuff for kids. You know, these guys are like around the the same age when we met, you know, and it's funny because it it, it makes sense that it's coming from these younger musical minds. Mm -hmm. But the feeling that I got from this, hearing it again recently, when I said recently, I mean like last week. Mm-hmm. Because a, a new student of mine recommended it. He was like, have you ever really? heard Slint? And I was like, no. And I'd totally forgotten that I had actually listened to it. When I put it again on my uh, streaming favorites, I recognized the album art or the picture on the album, which yeah. is the band yeah. like hanging out in a quarry. There's no, there's, no, there's no words on the front, right? Mm-hmm. And so essentially, yeah. I listened to it again. And this time I made it through the whole record like more than once. And mm-hmm. it was... As we all know with great records, that usually is what it takes before it yeah. permeates yeah. your soul. Mm-hmm. And, and now all of a sudden Sinks you're like, and, yeah. yeah. And this one kind of got its hooks on me. It definitely has a lot of uh, peaks and valleys. Yeah. And it's definitely an underappreciated. However, it is known now. And it, it is very well respected in the community as my research indicated. Yeah, um, because yeah. if you look it up, you'll find a lot of articles talking about how this is one of the great albums of the '90s. Um, yeah. It's so pure, and the reason I say that is because immediately after, like literally the day after they recorded this album, which was which took place over two days, one of the band members, the sing- uh, the main vocalist and guitarist, decided to check into a psychiatric ward, mm-hmm. and just felt like the pressures of doing the the band were becoming too much. And that essentially led to the breakup of the band a week later. So they, they were on a, a label called touch and go like an independent record label. Okay. But that once, once that label found out that the band wasn't even going to continue, they dropped any plans to really promote all, uh-huh. all wow. touring plans stopped. Right. And so you've got this pressing of, I think, a thousand copies that's just like peppered in through record stores around the country. Wow. Jeez, but, Pete. Yeah, and no 
it doesn't even have a title on it. It doesn't even have the name. It's just these four dudes hanging out. The right. fact that it survived yes. in and of itself is a testament yeah. to the to the effect, the affect of the of the music, right? Exactly. That the music made that kind of impression on people enough that they were like, you need, you know, it's like the name of this show. You should check it out. Like, you yeah, should check yeah. it out. And then it, like, it's such an organic way of, for the music to spread. Yeah. yeah. And now here we are 30 word years of mouth later. And hand it around. Yep. It's the, 30 it's the years hard later. way to do it. <laughs> well, it's the hard and it's the really thankless way to do it right. because now these guys, right. like, you know, they're not really in. Yeah, they're in their late 50s. <laughs> so it's just a different uh, kind of thing than, than usual as far as, like, what we consider a classic album. Yeah. Now, yeah. you don't have to ca- consider this a classic album. But again, f- from my perspective, when I hear something that's this real and mm-hmm. this ahead of its time these guys had never heard grunge yeah. or like right, nerve, right, right. Right. They never no there was it. no grunge yeah, it, was, it, was, it hadn't it, happened yet like that's <laughs> it's right. a really hard thing to imagine I yeah. know you yeah know. not to mention indie rock <laughs> yeah exactly yeah but, right. first thing it's I thought when grunge. I heard it I was like man this sounds like sounds like mid early 2000 or like indie rock like that's yes big time a, some kids that grew yeah. up listening to pavement or something like that you it's know? totally pavement punk yeah. Yeah. It's actually, um, I don't, wait, is it, is it on Pitchfork? It was, I think it might be on Pitchfork's top album of the nine, 1990s. Is it really? It's number 12. That sounds right. Uh, yeah, right. So, but like, but the, the albums that beat it are like the Nirvana albums and the Pavement albums. That's yeah, right. what they, that's right. what they love. And certainly the Pavement thing is, is, for real in there. Yeah, I actually uh, went while the while while the song was playing, I actually checked it just to see when Pavement came out. <laughs> but they were 89, so. Yeah, yeah. it sounds like a very very hard version of of Pavement. Yeah. Right. Um and they reminded me of so many other bands too, but that I just couldn't put my finger on. Yeah. I mean, are, are there early D other band? Mhm. Yeah, okay. Okay. That's the yeah. Fugazi thing. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in my I mean, in my opinion, I don't know. <clears throat> but apparently they influence like Mogwai a lot. Which yeah. I, I don't, I, I guess, then I, just I can the, the ambient noise. Yeah. yeah, well, I can mm-hmm. see that in the tone of it. It's it's really a tone thing more than, mm-hmm. more than yeah. anything. But yeah, um, but definitely the, their, harm, their harmony, it's like sophisticated, but yet very primal. Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, primal is definitely the way to, to describe it, but it's not doing it justice because these guys really worked at their craft and you could tell they're no all like locked into what they're doing. It was really, yes. really impressive to hear. Definitely. And the drummer, and my God, the drummer was fantastic. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, he keeps it going. And yep. apparently he was the mastermind of it all. Really? Okay. Yeah. That yeah. was the guy who really was the driving <clears throat> force, but I think he was also the one who made it, he was, he was maybe a little difficult to be around. This is just from from what I've uh, read, and I found a yeah, drummers can on, be a little tricky, tricky to yeah, deal with. Pff, believe some me, some of them, some of them. <laughs> so, um, there's a if well, first of all, go listen to the record if you've never heard it. It's called Spiderland. If you just Google Spiderland, it, you, everything you'll want to know about it will come up, and you can listen to it. You can find a really cool documentary about it on YouTube if you're so inclined. Um, in which they interview people like Fugazi. Um, they talk about how on the record there actually is an address, which was like their parents' address. <laughs> for, uh, and it, but it said it wasn't like fan mail goes to here. It said seeking female vocalist. <laughs> to, uh, you know, send demo tapes here. And apparently, uh, PJ Harvey sent nice. them a tape. Oh, that was or some, wow. sent them yeah. a letter. <laughs> but anyway, so it's a it's it's a really interesting story, and uh, my God, the music that that music sort of somehow found its way in. It has like it has a King Crimson vibe sometimes, but they're like we'd never even heard of King Crimson, let alone heard them. Yeah, which is hilarious. No, to go back yeah. to what to what Nick was saying, like of music from the early 2000s it reminds me of a lot of bands that i heard playing in bars in baltimore and around the area like it, yeah. it reminds me a lot oh, yeah. so many bands that i can't even remember the names of you know because no, they went right. nowhere or anything like that but just playing like more rudimentary versions of what you just heard 
Right. You know, mm-hmm. but Stripped every time, every time that raw. I would like, yeah. while I was listening to this record, every time I would be like, oh, well, that just kind of sounds like they're going into, though they would inject some kind of interesting bit, you know, or some riff or some new lick. So I, I was really like enthralled by this whole thing. And I had never heard of this album, never heard of the band. So like really Excellent. great pick. Very cool. It was interesting in that because Greg, you shared an article which we'll link to in the notes um, about about this album specifically. Uh, it was probably around the time that the documentary came out, but they were talking about the one. I, I think I think it was both guitarists. One guitarist was working on refining his chops, mm-hmm. while the other was working on deconstructing his chops. And like <laughs> right. that juxtaposition within within a band where they're both also songwriters. That's it's tricky. So yeah, it, yeah, there would be as soon as you would get into like, oh, that's melodically interesting, and then it would just be like, just kind of sure. break down. And but it was awesome. It was it was really cool. And I just couldn't believe it came out in ninety one. Likewise, and um, the only review that came out for it, which you, which you'll read about in the article, was from Steve Albini, who had again we he had recorded the band's first album called Tweez, which mm-hmm. I haven't gotten into yet, but. Um, his, he's, he left this glowing, glowing review, essentially saying it's 10 out of 10. Just buy it now because down the road, everyone's going to want a copy of this. So you might as well just beat the rush. Um, yeah, and, and that's uh, saying something because there was a story in one of the articles I read that saying that uh, one, of the, one of the guys from the band like poured tea all over Steve Albini's mixing board. He spilled yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> he, Steve Albini kept yelling at them. No, he's... <laughs> Well, and the thing it said, it said that he kept it, he kept saying like, he kept talking to them like they were like little kids, like get the drinks out of here, get away from the board. <laughs> and at one point the guy, the guy tripped and it spilled on Did you, but you heard it was on purpose? I think it was on purpose. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's two versions of that story, at least. Either way, they were being careless. Albini's, he's a tough one to work with, I guess, in either way. Right? <laughs> well, it's it's a really cool story. And it's, a it's, you know, again, it's it, for, for us, at least, it's, it's been a good find. Maybe we're sometimes, some, somehow I still feel I'm like I'm late to this party. <laughs> but mm. yeah, it's, about 29 it's years, not, but that's not a, me too. It's, <laughs> it's not a household name. So no, definitely not. go. Go listen to it and uh, let us know what you think, because there's a lot Please of cool do. stuff on there. Yeah, definitely. That's short. It's only like twenty some minutes. Yeah, yeah, six songs. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, very Beautiful. cool. Well, uh, it definitely in the same vein. Let me talk about some guy. <laughs> let me talk about a household name who um, definitely plays some very depressing and dark. Be- no, no, no. I'm not going to talk about that. No, at all. Right. I'm going to talk about. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, Mr. Tony Rice passed away this past week yeah yeah passed away on christmas morning at the age of 69 and this one this one really hit me hard man uh there's been a lot i i I was (laughs) was talking to greg earlier today i need to turn this segment into like jay's eulogy corner you know it just feels like i (laughs) every single week was the word jay's bereavement corner that's right yeah every single bereave with jay it's it's (laughs) talking about some musical icon (laughs) Don't stop bereaving. Winner. Winner. I am 80. Yeah, so I, I did want to talk about Tony Rice because he, he definitely, uh, he was really influential on me as, as he was for an entire generations, generations of uh, guitar oh, yeah. players who want to play any kind of bluegrass or acoustic guitar just an incredible musician just incredible talent and i wanted to play just just to kick things off i wanted to play something it's going to be a bit of a tonal shift guys so prepare okay. yourself let's go let's go hard <laughs> right hard right yeah. here <laughs> uh this is this is tony rice and the tony rice all-stars playing a version of the merle travis song nine pound hammer uh, and this is from 1991. This is from a festival same called Merle. Slint. I think that's right. That's beautiful. Right. That's, that's yeah. Same year. 91. This was the same. This was the same bill. <laughs> that's right. It was Slint, and then the Tony Rice All Stars. Perfect fit. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think there's something the guys from Slint set in. 
<laughs> oh gosh. But this is Nine from uh, Merlefest, and this is just I mean the band on this is ridiculous. It's uh, oh, yeah. uh Bela Fleck is in the background. Uh, you Who? got Ricky Skaggs. I <laughs> uh, no, I'm sorry, Sam Who? Bush on man- mandolin. Yeah. Oh, um just just all the best bluegrass players you can oh, ever yeah. imagine. And Tony Rice singing and just just destroying it. This is nine pound yeah, error. Let's go. Is a little too heavy. Find it for my son. Find it for my son. Well, my little buddy, don't you roll so slow. How can a road make the wheels all go? Yeah, baby. Awesome. I mean, I just that type of flat picking acoustic guitar. I mean, I could listen to that all day long. It, it's mm-hmm. so good and so just so crisp and so beautiful. I just can't. I can't get enough of that stuff. And he's mm-hmm. he's the master of it, man. Just the speed and precision and and the, oh, yeah. just the little tasty lick. That's well, great. I, I, I noticed um, there were definitely a lot of videos floating around, including that one. That was actually the first one that I saw somebody post. Nice. And, um, you know, I was watching his hands, and I noticed it's like the. It, it, we talked about Van Halen this year, right? Mm-hmm. It's like such a, such a different style. <laughs> There's no <laughs> bending of the strings. Yeah. Yeah. It, like the, the strings stay parallel to each other. Absolutely. Pretty mm-hmm. much all the time. Whereas mm-hmm. Van Halen's thing is like he's constantly like wow, stretching and pulling wow. the strings. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This dude is, you know, and this style is all about like the wood of the instrument and the how hard he hits the strings. Yeah. Yeah. He hits yeah. the notes are um there was a great guitar player who told who, who told me once, like, when I play a note, it when I or when I plug a string it knows it's been plucked, you know, <laughs> kind of alluding to the fact that some players play super light touch, but then they use the amp sure. to drive up their, their, sure, you know, sure, tone sure. or define their tone. And you cannot get a, you can't do that in this style. No, you have no, got no, to play hard. Not. Bluegrass, mm-hmm. you got, you have to project. You have to absolutely yeah, have to project. Exactly. There's no playing Projection. with a, no yeah. playing with like a, a, you know, a 0.56 pick. You're, you're playing with something thick that, that's going to oh, project. Oh yeah. And the strings are thick. And you yeah. need a guitar that can handle that. Now, I, I mean, I, I, I'm not gonna. I would guess that his string gauge is like a twelve, or, you know, twelve or thirteen, right? Maybe even, mm-hmm. maybe even more than that. But they just—he's not bending them, so they can, you know. Right. Actually, right. Nick, right. If, if you, you get those fast fingers, his. Yeah, he, I'm gonna guess. Yeah, look it up. <laughs> see if see if Tony Rice's string gauge. It, it probably changed throughout the years. Twelve or thirteen I give it a on, a, on a Martin 13 acoustic. To 13. Fifty-six. There, uh-huh. there you go. Do you? There you go. So, what was it? Thirteen fifty-six. I don't know what that means. Well, basically, what it means is that the high E string, his thinnest string, is point zero thirteen millimeters thick, mm-hmm. and then everything is based. All the other strings are based in proportion to that, with the final low E string, the thickest one, being point zero five six millimeters thick. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's thirteen to fifty-six. Is and that thick compared? Is that comparatively thick? It would be like heavy. In the Martin, right? Wouldn't you say? I think the Martin acoustic strings are like a Martin light set is twelve to fifty three, and then so the Martin regular. So that's like a Martin medium heavy 
is a 13 okay, to yeah. 56. This is my guitar But let me score. tell you, man. <laughs> yeah, so, so you like know. thousands of guitar strings. That's right. The day. So, yeah, but when you put 13s on an acoustic, I mean, like, I'm it's used a different to playing. Experience. It's, yeah, it's and a, you can't yeah. bend the string basically, no. yeah. unless you really like willing. If you want, if you're willing to scrape the skin off your fingers, you can right, bend the string. Right. But like, that's what it's going to take. Mm-hmm. Um, so, unless but you it's tune really down. kind of it's like an extension of like that kind of like jazz, like almost like the Django Reinhardt kind of jazz mm. style of guitar, like just single note plucking runs, yeah. and stringing that that, that stuff together. But uh, uh, you know. The guy, he's just, he's a very influential guy. He's inductee in the, the Bluegrass Hall of Fame. He was influenced by guys like Doc Watson, obviously, uh, Clarence White. And in fact, the guitar that you heard on that and on every single album or, or video that you hear from Tony Rice is he's playing the same 1935 Martin D28 acoustic guitar that he got, he bought. Clarence White was a, uh, a famous bluegrass and rock and country guitar player who played with the Birds most famously mm. in the late 60s. Okay. And um, he died in 1973. It was an accident. I think it was a motor- motorcycle or a car accident. And uh, Tony Rice was a big, you know, Clarence White was like one of his heroes. And he had gotten a chance to play this Martin when he was younger, t- when Tony was younger. And when he found out that the guitar had been sold... He was like, I gotta go find this guitar. So he found it and bought it from another musician for like five hundred bucks. I mean, and this would be in like nineteen seventy-five or something like that. And you're talking about like nineteen thirty-five, a pre-war. This is like the golden years of of Martin Dreadnought Mm -hmm. guitars. I mean, that guitar is is easily worth thirty to fifty thousand dollars now. If it wasn't in a famous player's hands, easily, Mm -hmm. easily. I mean, that's like the golden age again. So he bought it for five hundred dollars, and he played it the rest of his life. And um, you know, that's, that's I mean, just the, that's all he ever needed. And I played like a a glitzy new D twenty eight at Martin's uh, booth at Nam, mm-hmm. and it's like you know that was like fourteen grand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. So like a nineteen thirty five that's been you know actually played and kept you know, up. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like yeah, that's a sweet, yeah. sweet piece of wood. You know. Yeah. The only other thing I would throw out there about Tony Rice is, um, you know, I've known I've known his name for a long time, but really the first time I became intimately aware of his playing was through um, this guy J D Crow. Uh, he had this band, J.D. Crow in the New South, and he's a banjo player. Uh, when Tony Rice was about 20 years old, he replaced his older brother, Larry, Larry Rice, on guitar playing in J.D. Crow in the New South. And they released this, like, I mean, in bluegrass circles, this is like the Abbey Road of, of bluegrass albums. It's, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an eponymous album. It's J.D. Crow in the New South. It's released in 1975, and it just has some of the most classic bluegrass tracks on it and and he plays all of the acoustic guitar on it and so please go check that out i mean it's just some of the the best bluegrass you'll hear in your life and and that band just ridiculous just like that uh clip that i was i was saying like the band was jd crow on banjo tony rice on guitar ricky skaggs playing fiddle and mandolin and then the inimitable jerry douglas on dobro and it, i mean you you just can't craft really a better bluegrass band than that yeah, nice. uh, so Man, yeah definitely go check out that album and, and all of his stuff is just just great I, I i just wanted to say uh something that another a guitar buddy of mine said once about bluegrass um and he was referring to alice and krauss's band is mm-hmm. it union station Union Station. Yeah. okay good the, we, we were watching a video of them and he's like man sometimes when i when i hear like white white musicians don't have as good rhythm I just want to play them this. <laughs> Heck yeah, know? man. You know what I mean? Because it's just like, wow, like talk about It's a different a kind of rhythm. It's it a is. different kind of rhythm. It's straight. But it's just, it's yes. straight. You know? But like, dude, if you can keep that up, yeah. which they do, you know, at breakneck yeah. speed or, you know, anyway, it's, a, it's, it's, yeah. an, it's an interesting, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting contribution, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, and, uh, it is. and by the way, the guy who told me this is Chinese, so <laughs> okay. just, just put a little perspective. <laughs> uh, well, cool. Uh, thank you, guys. I just want to talk about Tony Rice, another big legend that passed away this past week of uh, mountain fame, Mister Mississippi Queen himself, Leslie West, right. passed away. Yeah, should be acknowledged. You know, um, do we have a, do we have a clip ready for, of him? I don't. Sorry. I don't have a clip ready. No, it's okay. We don't have to go win. That's pretty much yeah, it. Yeah, listen to that tone, man. I mean, he, what, what gauge, what string gauge was he using? Can <laughs> um, we look it up? No, it's cool. <laughs> but uh, now he had a lot of respect, um, you know, from all kinds of, you know, people in the rock world. And For sure. He, you know, it's, uh, it's sad to see these guys go. I mean, yeah. I don't know a ton about Leslie West. But I do know that he uh, had not been necessarily in good shape coming into 2020 yeah. um, or into maybe <laughs> any of the 20s. <laughs> but, um, you know, but that's neither here nor there. Um, sad to he- hear him go. And uh, anyway, you know, here, let's, yeah. let's see what else 2020 can sneak in. Although yeah, at right. this point, it's only a few more hours, right? <laughs> a few more hours. <laughs> okay. All right, good. A few more hours. Ten. Nine. Oh, God. <laughs> Twitter just no. Well, uh, Greg hipped us to a uh, movie, and I, I had heard about this, the new Disney Pixar joint, Soul. But oh, yeah. I, I think I, I, I enjoyed that movie so much. I think I want to hold off until 2021 to review that. Let's, let's do that, and let's give Nick a chance to watch it, too. Yeah, yeah definitely. So we can, I, I couldn't even find so it. Pretty much the only way is to get Disney Plus, right? Mm. I think so. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Afraid so. Man. Okay. Yeah, I take the point. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, but it's a, oh my offer. god, you got to check it out, man. It's really good. It was it was I've good in ways that things. I wasn't yeah. expecting it to be good. Yeah. yeah. I, I listened to the soundtrack today just in preparation. That's, good. That's, good. That's all I got. That's yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking and, of soundtracks, know, speaking of soundtracks, Nick, what? What's mm-hmm. your soundtrack from 2020? <laughs> Whoa. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Slow down. Well, no, it is. It is. It is the. It is the last night of the year, folks. It's the last That's night right. of the year. So it, and it's yes. We last year did last year did a full episode where we recanted our uh, our, our favorite our songs and and or uh, recanted or recounted recounted and took and <laughs> I recant whatever I recant whatever I picked. I recant whatever I picked because <laughs> I can't recount it at the moment. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> So I, I thought I thought we could at least at least toss into a to a segment to uh, finish up this year, the great music, <laughs> some great music that's come out this year that we please loved. Um, please. So I would actually like to I'd actually like to open the floor. Okay. Um, and um, so how are we gonna how are we gonna do this? We're each gonna. So so I asked you both to pick a favorite album of the year and yeah. a favorite song of the year. Mm. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna play a little clip from I guess everybody's using favorite song. Is that what we're yeah. doing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The song. So I, I I will uh, I will I will kick things off with my favorite song of the year. Um, okay. And actually, I've played a lot of songs that I really liked over this year. But um, but have. early in the year, yeah, I know, I know, Dude, and I played them repeatedly. You played so many so, songs this year. I know it's about 50, 52, yeah, 52 to 20, be 26 of yeah, 20, yeah. 20, 20, eight, nine. <laughs> I, I skipped some. Um, Tame and Pala came out with an album early in the year. Oh um, yeah, and it was. <laughs> No, it's not. It's not my favorite Team Impala album, but it's definitely grown on me as the year has progressed. So I thought for uh, for my favorite song pick, I would play uh, "Lost in Yesterday" by by Team Impala. Yeah. So why don't we kick things off with that, and then we'll then we'll then we'll go round robin on this mother. Do it.
Yeah. Solid. That's it definitely is. my favorite favorite song off that album. And a great album. Yeah. Yeah, it is it is a good album. Um God damn and, it. And it's funny. It is funny. It is funny though, because it's a song about like the perils of nostalgia. And Ooh. that's kind of his jam. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it was no, it's it, it, the whole album actually is really good. So, so is that your what, uh, favorite album of twenty twenty two? No. No, it's not. Okay. No, it's not. Right. Jay, what's your favorite song? Oh, we're just doing songs now. That's what yeah. I said. My segment. <laughs> what's your favorite song? Oh, wow. Well, well, <laughs> so this 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 literally was not this honestly was not influenced at all by my song pick or the passing of Tony Rice today. Sturgill Simpson, mm. one of my favorite okay. artists, um, has yeah. been not quiet in 2020, but not really releasing any new new songs but he did release two albums that have gotten a lot of acclaim and a lot of press that are really interesting uh they are called cut in the grass mm-hmm. volumes one and two and they are <laughs> basically he went into the studio i'm sorry cut in grass volumes one and two uh he went in the studio with an incredibly great bluegrass band and re-recorded most of his entire song catalog his original songs as bluegrass songs. Hmm. Okay. And it is I okay that that like what while I'm saying that that sounds like a like kind of a novelty trick, but he kind of cut his teeth as part of a bluegrass band. So he knows what he's doing and right. the band around him is fantastic. And um to hear these songs because he's he's also one of my favorite lyricists. So to hear these yeah. songs in a different context really allows you to hear and appreciate the lyrics in a different way. That's really neat. So mm-hmm. the song that I'm about to play, I can't tell if you're being sarcastic or not. No, not at all. <laughs> no, I was, I was, that's, I'm, that's I'm really past neat. it. You just, just stop hijacking mm. my segment and I will be next. That's all. Yeah, that's it. I'm hijacking your segment now? How so? Uh, by trying to take ownership of it and then delegate who says what next. That was right. how you tried to hijack it. I did do that, yeah. Yeah, you did. That's okay. We're good. We're good. We're good. No, no, that sounds like a really cool thing because you, especially if you like his lyrics and he takes it and applies it to a different genre, which is one he was coming up from anyway. That's that's right. awesome. So anyway, yeah. this this song is called "Just Let Go." It's incredible. The, the lyrics are really cool. It's all about uh, meditation and uh, getting lost and uh, destroying your ego and in a bluegrass setting. So, "Just Let Go," nice. one of my definitely one of my favorite songs. It's not my favorite song for 2020. Go for it. When I woke up today and decided to kill my ego Ain't never done me no good, no harm Gone back through and blast off to the bar and go And then Nice man, yeah, he's a bad, he's a bad dude. Yeah, man, good to see a good guy doing well. Another one that was on my list that was it just just wasn't, but was uh, was the that Tyler Childers track that probably touched me the most of the year. Like that one probably like emotionally, I had the most resonance of a song track. Mm. That long violent history song. Yeah, but um, but no, that was really cool. Greg, yo, how about a how about a favorite song, my friend? What do you got? Oh yeah, well um. Sneaking this right at the end of 2020, (laughs) here come the Deftones with a reissue of an album that came out 20 years ago called White Pony, one of their best records. Uh They came, they came, they 
they drop the remastered reissue. But not only that, they also, with it, release a remix album called Black Stallion, which is yeah. like the alter ego record of White Pony, where every track off of the original album is, remas- is remixed by a different artist. Right, right. And you have some really cool artists on here that are coming in and remixing Deftone songs. Uh, you got bands like Purity Ring, um, Robert Smith of The Cure does a song. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you, I mean, you can see, see it for yourself. But also um, one of my favorite artists, and I've never talked about Square Pusher on this podcast, but I oh, yes. love Square Pusher. Anyway, let's hear, if you don't mind, I want to give the audience an idea of what the hell I'm talking about here because basically I want you to if you you, you need to be familiar with the original version mm-hmm. of this song and then I want you to hear the Square Pusher remix because <laughs> he just he for and it, there's no other way I can say this he it up yeah. so um, <laughs> and yeah. Nick if, so if, if the audio if the audio was clipping before Get ready for this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this Zoom is, is not going to be able to handle track. Square Pusher. <laughs> yeah, I bet it is. Well, this is not. So this is no, the no, original. No, no, I'm talking about the original. The Square Pusher is actually yeah. moderately mixed. This is not. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. <laughs> a mastered, right? Yeah. yeah. And this is a remaster, mind you. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. It, it, so it, it kills. This, I mean, I, I was, before each show, I, you know, I pull all the tracks, and I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. bluegrass, that's cool. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got some. Oh, and that, that slint track is really really quiet and nice you know and okay then, gotcha and then we got and this this, just, <laughs> this just looks like a rectangle yeah. <laughs> pink maggot thing yeah. Woo. all right so well uh, yeah pink maggot Takes me back. Beautiful. Takes I me love back. that song. I love Takes that song back. so much. Takes right. me back. So that's the year that we met, 2000. Yes, it yep. is. Yes, it mm-hmm. is. So that's how far back this goes. But now check this out. This this is Square. If you're not familiar with Square Pusher, he is one of the like front of the wave electronic artists, just avant garde in a way, but but still in he doesn't. I don't know. It's accessible. <laughs> yeah, you be the judge. Yeah. So this is the, the Square Pusher remix of Pink, Pink Maggot. Check this right. out. That is the song of 2020 right there. Isn't it? Mm. Digital artifacting all over the place. (laughs) It's just glitch after glitch after glitch. Uh, Listening to Deftones over Zoom. That's what that was. It's just I I I do not care for that one bit. Oh man. I really like the remix album, but that is not good. I'm sorry. You really? (laughs) I really dislike that. That's like somebody who just found like the auto harmonizer slash arpeggiator <laughs> plug in on live like well <laughs> wait it has one of those I'm gonna, I'm gonna 
I dig it. It, it, it has like uh, that a bit that like deconstructing. Yeah, you know, just all of that. But I, I love Square Pusher. And what's uh, it, what's his thing? His thing is like the glitches and the blips are the rhythm. Yeah, isn't that like? Well, his, they're definitely in in. He's there, got like uh, rules that he follows. Doesn't he? Maybe, maybe not. I would maybe, maybe, maybe another segment. Okay. Yeah, no, I'd like to to know more about that. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll see if we can uncover that. That'd yeah. be a cool. That'd be a cool I, conversation. I've heard. I've definitely heard Square Pusher songs that I dig. I, I just mm-hmm. I don't I don't feel like that. for something about that remix. Just I, I don't know. He just took the bass track and just like ran it through this plugin. Like, <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it, yeah. I, except <laughs> I know he's doing more than that, but. Yeah, it didn't sound I mean, like that's, more than that. It it does to me, but maybe it's because I just have listened to it. Or, like I've really taken the deep di- the deep dive. With, it it should also and be look, noted if, that that song is like ten minutes long, and I've only yes. heard, I've only heard like bits and pieces yeah. of it. But, but that, that is my favorite part. It's when he ch- it's like very specifically when he chooses okay to bring it out of pitch. Or to like, you know, add mess the, with the, add the artifact or the glitch. Yeah. 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 You know, it's not random in my opinion, you know, from my experience with him and yeah. like, yeah. Kind of again, taking the deep dive and then zooming in and out and being like, whoa, like, what the hell is he doing? But then again, right. I'm also just, I, I don't know, maybe it would be easy f- for someone from an amateur to do that exact same thing. That's I think it's not hard. really my world. <laughs> I think I it's can't. hard. Bird Clock, hey, how you doing? Hey. I think it's hard uh, f- if you're a really huge fan of both of those to separate what's good and what's novelty. Mm. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because like, it is like, holy crap, this guy that I freaking love doing this weird stuff to this music that I freaking love. Right. It's awesome. Yeah. It's, so it, I, I it's think it's hard like, in that scenario to like hear past that and be like, mm. is this, yeah, I don't, maybe, I don't know. I don't it's know. Kind of, it, I'm it, just, it, it I'm just of, saying, go into Ableton Live, pull yeah. up the arpeggiator plugin, put it on mm-hmm. eighth note timing. I, I got to write this down. And put on. it on <laughs> randomize. And you got okay. that. <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry. Yes, it, it's true that, no, no, no. Hey, listen, man, you know, it, it's, that's, uh, that's definitely a valid, you know, stance. I'm. Uh, I was just. In, I was. I was definitely enthralled by two of my favorite yeah. artists collabing yeah. on that, and uh, yeah. it's definitely. But again, like, the, don't think that the whole um, record sounds like that. No, definitely because it definitely. definitely doesn't, and uh, there's definitely some. So, super so you chill. enjoyed this over, like overall. You, but there weren't any track. That's the only thing I've found. Whenever I've had, you know, other famous people remix some other famous thing, is like the just it's just so many hands that could get it wrong, and it scares me for some yeah. reason. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I get really nervous when I see an album like that. It's like, oh, I hope you didn't destroy this yeah. beautiful freaking record. But it was good. It's, yeah, and it's a remix, you know. It's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, I think that again, that that's why it bodes well with the remastered being attached yeah. to it. It's like, okay, just in case you're like not feeling this, here's the original, right? Mm-hmm. Right. right. We're just having fun with this stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it does have a flow, and uh, I was explaining to Nick earlier that you know when you put the remix album on, it starts out just like the the original. With the fit, yeah. same riff, and it's like all of a sudden you're like, you know, all of a sudden something something kicked in, and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> so you, and what's interesting about that track? Last thing I'll say is the first lyrics are "push back the square." It's kind of serendipitous. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I yeah. didn't catch that, but you're right. He's waiting yep. for him. He was waiting. For him. <laughs> That's whole time was right in front of him. So anyway, I don't want to hijack the segment. So Nick, no, what's, no, your, you're good. Nick what's your favorite album? <laughs> what's your favorite album? My favorite album. Don't you tell him what to do, Greg. <laughs> is Microphones <laughs> 2020. Okay. Microphone 2020. Are you serious? Yeah, that was my favorite. I, I actually did it based 20- on how many times I've listened to it. God. Yeah. Yep. It is. And it's a damn good record. Okay. And, yep. Mm. Yep. Yes, so that one <laughs> could have been a song too. Could have been favorite song too, but I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to double them up. 
No, I look, I, I honestly, I've listened to more music this year than I have in in all the years, probably in probably the last ten years. I've listened wow. to more music this year, like new music that's coming out. Mm. Um, that album specifically, in 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 moments of isolation throughout twenty twenty, which has been a really bad year. Yeah, for some reason, the story of of this guy just talking about how he came into music and how he for some reason like it really did honestly up there is rough and rowdy ways that that's another one that i I really just emotionally connected to that was going to be your pick for 2020 it's up there it's absolutely up there um there 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 were a lot of great albums this year but if i if i had to pick one based on the amount of times i've listened to it it Hmm. is it is hands down microphones 2020 um but there's been a lot of fantastic music this year and it specifically because of the i don't think it was the best album recorded in 2020 but the best album i listened to this year for me was microphones in 2020 nice nice man yeah fair enough what about you jay how about you well i thought maybe i would just go to spotify and see what my top listen to song was for 2020 because i was really having a hard time interesting yeah uh and it is uh uh the song fat by Weird Al Yankovic off of his hmm. seminal album Even Worse. Okay. Yeah, so that's yeah. That yeah, that has nothing to do with Ben though. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, no, that would be Ben's favorite song of all time. So yeah. That, okay. That gets played more than anything else in this household. I had you've never mentioned this. <laughs> really? That is awesome. That is awesome that that is his Oh no, he oh, loves man. it. He goes, I fat, I fat, I know it, I know it, I fat. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Wow. One. How'd After you that, get him into that one? Just uh, trying to find playful music I, that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I love Weird Al Yankovic. Um, okay. okay. I'm sure I played it for him at some point, and it just stuck. I don't know. That yeah? and Yoda. That and Yoda. While we were putting together the Yoda Lego sculpture. Oh my Yoda. god. Uh, next up is uh, Overworld theme from Super Mario World, uh, remixed okay. by Kumu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also mm-hmm. a Ben pick. That's a big one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then it's a whole bunch of clear they use the, uh, clear what? The, I was going to say that they use the uh, that function in Ableton, the randomizer <laughs> on, that, on that remix. No, they were, they were more creative than that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Now, then after that, it's a whole bunch of Creedence Clearwater revival songs because I was at uh, the very beginning of 2020, I played in a CCR tribute. <gasps> That's uh, right, show. at that concert. So I was learning yeah. all those songs. And uh, then it's a Cracker song. And then it's a whole bunch of J.J. Kale. And then it gets into... Yeah, so I'm kind of all over the place. So I <laughs> I, I guess a right. uh, favorite album for 2020 would be Bruce Springsteen's Letter to You. I've listened to that yes. probably more than anything else. I mean, I love right. Bruce, of course. And this mm-hmm. is far and away my favorite album of his for the last... 20 years i would say so hmm. it, it means a lot to me and uh i think spoke it, to you right out of the gate man eh, i mean spoke i don't right know I, I wish it was i wish it had more tie-ins i wish it was a little bit more linked to 2020 and had a little bit more 2020 vibe but you know it's uh it's a great album and i love it so hmm. dude no 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 problem great oh boy yeah um well i'm gonna uh say that I went to my, I don't use Spotify. I've used Tidal for a while. I've stuck mm-hmm. with it. Okay. Um, do they, they give you top, the same feature. top songs? They do. And uh, the number one most album, I, uh, the number one most listened to album for me was uh, the Power Trip Live in Seattle <laughs> album, which came out. So this, uh, you know, I've talked about Power Trip on the podcast. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so it came out in 2020, and it's a really badass performance. It's actually nominated for a Grammy for, for okay. a Grammy. Uh, one song, one of the songs on there, in which he calls out uh, somebody who's on their phone. Right, right. Like a like a friend oh, of yeah, that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that track is up for a Grammy, and uh, which was I don't know if it's just because they wanted to throw throw out a, a posthumous post- yeah. a posthumous respect because that their singer Riley passed away during. 2020 but yeah that was the, my that was my most listened to and uh therefore must be my favorite album of 2020 and it's a it's a live power trip in seattle 
it's a lot of fun if you like that if you're into that kind of thing nice yeah so nice i i almost wanted to pick a black puma song for my song pick but it was technically 2019 yeah we found them this year yeah um i know we talked about them but but, i've definitely uh, been playing the crap out of that album yeah that is a phenomenal phenomenal yeah that singer's good right all of them. Yeah, yeah. All, all of great. them are good. No, they're, they're all great. so yeah, Adrian, tastefully yeah. well. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. Adrian's absolutely. the man. I love, I love that October t- October thirty three. Oh yeah, yeah. I the, got to uh, impress everybody at Christmas when I got gifted the Black Pumas LP. You know, I, oh. up and I was like, oh yeah, I, you know, I know this guy who knows this guy who knows. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> And, they were like, and wow. prior prior to the Emmy nods, we <laughs> joked about maybe how somehow getting them on the show. Right, right. <laughs> so don't say never say never. Uh, Grammy, what did I say? Great Grammy. Yeah, yeah, Grammy. Black Pumas had a, uh, you know, they they had a big year with the um, with the record and the Grammys, and I mean, you know, obviously everyone had to cancel the entire year worth worth of gigs. It's still like kind of hard to talk yeah. about. Yeah. But, um, yeah. But look, twenty twenty one, yeah, twenty twenty one. Hey, I've been you, you know when people talk about how they're going to act when things are open again, I start <laughs> to get kind of I start to get kind of excited. There you go. Yeah, because <laughs> it's like I, I start to hear people who are just like, I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to go to every festival I can. I can eat it. I mean, like it's. Yep. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, let's, yeah, let's, let's do that. Let's do yeah. that. When when when. I'll, I, I'm willing to wait a little longer if that's the energy that's going to be there waiting Damn for us. So. We're going to have yeah. our own roaring 20s. That's what they, <clears> deal. It, yeah, that's that's a great way to look at it, man. It's like we just got, you know, the the universe decided to just kind of bitch slap society. <laughs> and, just uh, took a collective crap on our face. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, well, we, we were just getting it all too easy. It was just all coming too easy. Things were good. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> it was coming too easy. Maybe, maybe coming for too you. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> Rolling on. Yeah. Well, um, fair listeners, I think we're coming to the conclusion of our 2020 podcast year. Gosh. First full year. Is it? Yeah. First full, full year of podcasting. Full, full full year of like January. He means like January first to January first. Okay. okay. Uh, oh. I, I see what Nick is saying. Jay, Jay, Jay you, you you're thinking of it like from when we started. Nick is yeah. saying like in every every day of 2020 we existed as a podcast. Woohoo! <laughs> okay. Wasn't the case in 2019. Woo! Yeah. So that's yeah, that's. I mean, it saying. feels like it's been five or six years with you idiots but yeah if it's only it's been great. a year at least at least yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no it's but, been a great uh, year no it's been awesome it I th- been. I, it, we've we've had great guests we've had great interviews we've had great topics we've had some great music yeah we've had some fantastic great. companionship throughout all of this nonsense yes yep. well it's just crazy it, and i do have to say it is an accomplishment that we've had this podcast on every week in yeah. what this to be here, you know, it is like, remarkable, it, it, right? It's really quite remarkable. And l- this, for the audience doesn't know, we don't ever like double or triple up and do like you know. That's we, right. We do this right. once a week. Once we a week. It out. Once a week. You know. Somehow, every week. I, I I can only speak for myself, but I don't ever do anything else once a week this regularly. That's what so. I'm saying. It's, right. it's, it's yeah. Every, <laughs> it is definitely an interesting rhythm to be in. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So, but let's uh, uh, let's let's go forth into 2021. Let's find some great new guests. Let's yes, find some yes. great a, a great new audience that's going to help propel us forward. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's keep kicking some ass. What do you say, guys? I am into it. Absolutely. And before that, Absolutely. Greg, tell the listeners where they can find us on as as the ball is coming down. To shoot in an empty time Hurry square. Up. Hurry up! Hurry up! Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. For the years <laughs> out. All right. Here we go. Hurry and tell him, Greg. For the years out. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. Okay. You, you gotta let me Hurry, concentrate. Greg. You gotta let me concentrate. <sighs> okay. Uh, Ryan Facebook, Seacrest. Should... Oh, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> right, so, uh, yeah, you can find oh, us on Facebook. You should check it out. Instagram. You Ten, should check it out. I'm... Nine. Twitter. <laughs> Twitter Eight. at should check. Uh, email us Six. at ysciopodcast at gmail.com. Um, Four. Leave a review. Three. Uh, Three. 
two, two, I, 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 I lost one. my train of thought. Happy 2021! Yay. Yeah, we'll see you next year. Oh, shit. It's Monday. Oh, <laughs> uh, damn. Damn. We're not out of this year yet. <laughs> yeah, we still Almost. don't have a, a, a final track to play us out either. Let's do the stinger out. Stinger hey. out. See you next year, bitches. All right. Peace. I'll see you guys next year. How about it? Peace. Peace.